Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of The 25 Live. Our special guest this week is Jacqueline Toomey with the First Responder Sleep Recovery. After many years practicing yoga and living a life of wellness, Jacqueline developed a new perspective on what it means to be alive and well after being nearly killed by a drunk driver days after Christmas in 2005. Through the humbling healing of a traumatic brain injury and painful spinal cord injury, Jacqueline became enveloped in the spirit of sharing the healing capacity of yoga and other forms of wellness with the world. Jacqueline holds multiple Yoga Alliance certifications. She has her BA from Regis University. She's completed master levels coursework in education at Metropolitan State University and trained in nutrition therapy. Jacqueline's been sharing yoga and wellness with the world since teaching her first class in 2004. She lives with her firefighter husband, a Denver firefighter, and her rescue dog in, in beautiful Colorado, which I was actually there last week at the IFF Fallen Firefighter Memorial. She was there as well, but I didn't know she was there, so I missed her. But with that being said, uh, at least I'm with her right here live. Um, so welcome to the show. Hey, Jim. Thanks for having me. Certainly. Now, you know, um, doing all this yoga and wellness is, is great, but how did you get involved really in the firefighter community? I, I have to assume it was, it was your husband had uh, something to do with that. Yeah, so early on in our relationship, my husband, Sean, at the time my boyfriend, was working at a busier station for the Denver Fire Department, and I realized he was having some pretty significant sleep issues, and so as his girlfriend, I just suggested trying a few different practices to help him sleep better and recover after his busy shifts. And he noticed such a difference in his sleep quality and the way he was feeling. He suggested back to me, hey, babe, why don't you share some of these things with a wider firefighter audience? I'm sure I'm not the only firefighter with sleep issues. And so it really began from there. That's perfect. I, I think that I could say for a long time, I never really heard of this or thought how significant problem this was with firefighters. And I realized over time that this is a big, big deal for us. Um, according to the Journal of Clinical Sleep Medicine, uh, they studied 7,000 firefighters. And 40, nearly 40% of these firefighters suffer from at least one of the following sleep disorders, which are insomnia, work shift disorder, and sleep apnea. And that's, that's actually, I can speak to that because I actually uh, have a CPAP now and I've been on that for about a year. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you think that so many of our firefighters have sleep issues? Well, I mean, 911 calls come in at any time of day, right? So yeah, I can I it, can vouch for that. Like at 3 a.m. <laughs> last night. It's by the way, it's perfect okay. that I'm talking to you after a shift on a medic. Oh so, so whatever you the any pointers you give me, I'll probably incorporate as soon as we're done with this podcast. <laughs> okay, great. Well, you know, there's not a first responder out there that won't be affected by sleep loss. Just having circadian disruption affects your hormones and everything from brain function to immune health 
and metabolic function. And so essentially at any given point in your career, you can have sleep issues. Um, but a lot of times, and I feel it's true because first responders, nature is um, strength and power through that a sleep disorder can very well be occurring without that person even knowing it. And what's interesting about that specific study you mentioned is that 80% of these first responders who were screened positive with either shift work disorder, insomnia, or sleep apnea had no idea. And if sleep apnea goes untreated, um, there's a 58% increased risk for congestive heart failure. So really, research is now showing that sleep loss doesn't just affect, you know, your energy or how you feel, but really it affects how your heart functions long term. And it really is a causal in the leading causes of firefighter death. So it's just a, a passion of mine to spread awareness on that. But more importantly, share proven and practical solutions, because obviously sleep loss is part of the job. It's always going to be. And so what is it within our control that we can do to mitigate the effect of sleep deprivation? Oh, that's that's perfect. I think we all could use some help with that. Now, you mentioned a lot about kind of the cardiac side of things that sleep apnea has, but the, the shift work, um, these disorders, it, it also causes, and this is kind of my wheelhouse, it causes cancer with, or issues with cancer as well, correct? Right. So, uh, recent research, um, I think out of UC Health, I know there's a sleep scientist by um, the name of Dr. Matthew Walker. Are you familiar with his work? I, I can't say I am. Sorry. So he published an excellent book um, called Why We Sleep. And the research disclosed in that publication describes behavior of our natural killer cells, which are responsible for taking out cancer cells. And at, actually, at any given point during our lives, we can have cancer cells growing in our bodies and our natural killer cells are highly efficient at taking them out and we're healthy and we don't even know. But what's interesting is that when we deprive the body of sleep and let's say four hours of sleep, um, take a guess, how much do you think our natural killer cell count decreases percentage-wise? Oh, now you're putting me on the spot. That's, I'm that's you not, on the spot. man. <laughs> Just roles throw it, have rolls have reversed. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> go. I I think it's pretty high. I'm gonna go with seventy three percent. Ooh, you are right on the money, actually. So research has found that. Is it really? Yeah, it's seventy three percent. No, it's seventy percent, but that's pretty close. Oh. <laughs> I'll give you credit. If we were playing if we were playing the prices right, I would have lost because I went over. <laughs> well, it, you were right though to know that it is substantial. And that's just after one night of sleep loss of and how many of us have experienced a night where we power through for only four hours? Probably most of us at some point or another. And that's 
a key piece of information as to why um, first responders, especially firefighters, are suffering from specific cancers. Um, and it's because our killer cell count is compromised. Um, the good news is, is that when you have quality sleep and you really value your sleep and practice sleep hygiene, um, your killer cell count will replenish. Um, but that's why sleep is so important. Okay, no, that's excellent. And I know kind of a, it related all this stuff, um, the International Agency for Research on Cancer has stated that shift work is a group 2A probable carcinogen. So mm -hmm. just like, you know, everything you just said, when we work our night shift, I know that's even especially helpful in Ohio when, when we have to show either a known or probable carcinogen exposure in order to, to have cancer presumption. That's the easiest one right there. Working 24-hour shifts, you know, ding, ding, ding. You can check off that box and you should be covered. Right. Yeah, I believe Denmark has given presumptive cancer coverage for all shift workers. And I hope as this research um, spreads that all agencies across the world will recognize that because the research is fact now. If you work shift, shifts, there's a very high probability you'll develop cancer. And so yeah. I'm on a mission to help people sleep as best as possible with, as I said, proven and practical means, um, even just being able to like return to sleep more effectively after running a call at night. So... Sure, I could have used your help last night, by the way. <laughs> I was actually, this is ironic, I know, but I, I'm thinking like, all right, I'm going to talk to her in a few hours, and I actually wish I was talking to her now because I can't fall asleep. I can't fall back asleep now that I've been up and went out. So mm -hmm. uh, it was kind of annoying. That's, but I'm sure I'm not the only one that has that problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. And, so, you know, go ahead. Sorry. And well, what's what's happening when you're waking up to go out on a call, regardless of the measure of the call, let's just say it's a standard box alarm or something where you're not feeling like a ton of adrenaline, even just a standard call in the middle of the night, your body will um perceive waking up in the middle of the night as not natural because we are we have evolved as a species to be diurnal meaning the opposite of nocturnal so we are hormonally designed to output certain hormones to be awake during the day and then rest and recover and sleep at night and so whenever you you're disrupted from that cycle your body will release stress hormones such as adrenaline and cortisol being the primary culprit. And when you have elevated levels of cortisol, the inverse hormone, which is called melatonin, your sleep hormone, most people are familiar with, will be suppressed. So you wake up, your cortisol levels increase, and then all of a sudden, your melatonin levels decrease, making it hard to go back to sleep. And so the primary thing that I teach is how do you naturally lower your cortisol levels so that your hormones could be back in balance so you can go back to sleep more effectively. 
And it's really learning how to control the nervous system. So I teach a lot of breathing techniques and relaxation methods so that the body is, you know, able to lower the heart rate, lower respiration, input output, and then more effectively be able to relax because your muscle tone even needs to relax in order to get back into sleep. Nice. Okay. Now, I wanted to touch real quick on something you mentioned a few minutes ago. You talked about how we get maybe four hours of sleep and we just end up just powering through. Just We've got kids, we've got meetings, we've got responsibilities, and we're just not able to go back and the sleep that we missed out on. Um, I think a lot of that in this generation, gosh, I, I see it with my young firefighters for sure. And I, and I was curious as to how big of a problem he thought this was, is these kids just go straight for the monster energy drinks. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that helps them, I think, just power power through. How, how prevalent of a problem do you think this, that is when it comes to the sleep? You know, I think there's a place and time for the use of caffeine. I'm not going to say it. you need to get rid of caffeine entirely. But I will caution against it, especially during times where you are using it to power through, because caffeine has a half-life of about seven hours, So, um, which and caffeine influences your ability to get into that deep sleep. Even if mm-hmm. people say, oh, I could, I could have a couple monsters or Red Bulls or whatever their choice is, and then fall right asleep. That might be possible, but it does influence the deep sleep that your body really needs for testosterone rebalancing, for muscle repair, for heart repair, all of those things that happen in in the, it's called delta brainwave sleep. That is critical. And so you're really robbing your body of its recovery, of all its preventative maintenance as well so and it and it creates this um cycle where all of a sudden you might be wide awake in the middle of the night and then feeling completely groggy and terrible during the day setting setting an individual up for work shift disorder and so i recommend try to keep caffeine limited to the morning and only use it as a last resort if you know you absolutely need something for safety reasons, like driving home the next morning, you know, making sure that you're safe to be alert. Absolutely. That's fine. Um, but there, I know my husband is a former monster addict and I can tell you that, um, his vitals improved drastically once he gave up his energy drinks. So his heart rate, blood pressure improved and everything else. So yeah, it's definitely something to be use with caution sure sure and i think that just a lot of this and it's what you're really preaching is just awareness i don't think a lot of people realize how significant um the the healthy effects of sleep are and mm-hmm. also the same thing with the bring on to my neck of the woods it's it's your turn i, I went over to, and saw your place now you got to see mine in, in uh, lovely Beaver Creek, Ohio, at the uh, the upcoming uh, Miami Valley Firefighter Health and Wellness Conference. So, and you're going to be coming in, and you're kind of uh, 
I don't know. We're, we're doing like special things with you. So you're, you're going to actually talk on Friday to everybody. And then you're going to do things on, uh, do a separate thing on Saturday. Just special, just unique to you. Everybody else, all the other presenters are going home. We're making you stick around for an extra day. Yeah, I'm super excited. Sean. Oops, you cut out there. Oh, no, it's okay. I, I just asked you if you wanted to touch on kind of what you'll be going over, what you'll be doing here in, in Beaver Creek, Ohio. So on Saturday, I'm going to have breakout sessions, and I'm going to teach um, short practice um, that could be used in, let's say, I've used the example earlier, so we'll stick with that. Let's say you you're up in the middle of the night running a call you can't seem to fall asleep getting back to the station you can use this very specific practice to help you return into to quality sleep so i'm going to actually be guiding it's called a sleep recovery practice and i have tailored it for first responders and it's a mixture of of practices that lower the heart rate that improve respiration and have been proven to decrease cortisol. It's been proven to increase your dopamine, which is a neurotransmitter that helps you feel good. Um, So it's an all around good experience, but it specifically targets sleep. So um, you'll be learning uh, very specific breathing techniques and I'm gonna actually do a guided uh, practice and everyone in the class will get recordings of of this practice so they can continue to do it on their own time. That's, that's perfect. And that's we've actually got a room set aside just for you. And we're going to have yoga mats and, and blankets. And it's going to be, um, I mean, just an interactive class and every, kind of everybody participating. And there's and it's only just a, a handful. So that's that's Saturday, but I'm uh, talking to everybody, the whole the whole crowd on on Friday as well. Right. Yeah, I will be looking forward to that as well. Perfect. And so now after after taking this class, you're thinking that everybody, I assume, is going to be able to, for the most part, take this stuff home and actually use it to good use and and positively affect uh, their sleep routine. Is that Absolutely. accurate? Okay. Yes. And just one interesting thing to mention, one of the techniques that I share in the class is a very specific type of, it's a relaxation-based meditation, and um, the Department of Defense has been studying it with the military for the last 10 years and found it so effective that at um, helping veterans with insomnia and depression, um, post-traumatic stress, that the U.S. Surgeon General actually endorsed it as a clinical treatment, and it's being offered at Walter Reed Medical Center as a Tier 1 pain and trauma treatment. And so its, it's application is far and wide. While we focus on sleep and relaxation, there's a lot of other... Um, healing benefits from it 
simply because when you're able to sleep, that's when the brain heals itself, especially from trauma. So um, it, it's very impactful. It's been proven. It's not just something I made up. I take no credit for it. I've just simply tailored it for the first responder community. Because yeah, there, are, there are a lot of similarities between the military and, and us. So um, it's great that you can kind of we can play off each other regarding that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So I've got some random questions for you. Okay. Um, and they, these aren't really anything necessarily to do with, with everything you do. This is just an opportunity to learn more about you personally. So um, so I got everything numbered 1 through 25. Okay. And so, you know, and I got the list in front of me. So you just got to throw out a number and I'll... Okay. All right. So what number would you like? Seven. All right. <laughs> uh, some of these are corny, by the way. All right. So here, here it is. Spider-Man versus Batman. Who do you Batman. got? Batman. <laughs> and and I should say, and why? Batman's obviously cooler. <laughs> All right. I guess. I, I mean, I really don't have a sign on this, but Batman, Batman is a mere mortal. He doesn't have superpowers. You got to remember that. Yeah, but he's got the Batmobile. <laughs> well, there's that. Okay, that's kind of cool. All right. Uh, <laughs> see, now that's funny. If I asked my co-host, Nick uh, Magato, that's mm-hmm. the very same question, that would probably be like a 45-minute debate. That would be its own podcast in itself, just that question. <laughs> Maybe we should have a... He's he's a nerd. He's a nerd nerd <laughs> like me. All right, go ahead. Let's let's pick another question. Okay. What number? Seventeen. Okay, this is good. Uh, favorite type of sandwich? Ooh. Grilled cheese with tomato soup. That's good. I like that. That's that's simple, but it's delicious. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it and I definitely think it's delicious right now because I'm doing this keto stuff. I can't have any of it. So, <laughs> oh, so and, and enjoy. Yeah, poor poor me is right. You're right about that. <laughs> so yeah, one of these other things, uh, one of the questions is, what if you had an entrance theme? Like if you were a UFC fighter, WWE wrestler, what what would your entrance theme be? But I I got. I've already kind of picked it out for you. <laughs> okay, what's that? Because I don't. Well, I think it's better if I surprise you actually at the conference. But oh, it'll okay. be it'll it'll make sense, and uh, I hope you'll actually appreciate it. Okay. But it it me it it's like to me it's it for what you do it absolutely makes great sense and you, I think you'll go yeah you're right on with that I should I should have that wherever I go, just playing in the background. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So I'll get you out of here. I appreciate your time. Again, uh, Jack, Jacqueline to me. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. The wellness. Yeah, it's October 24th, 25th, 26th. She's going to be the 25th and 26th part. 
Uh, tickets are available on the Brothers Helping Brothers website. Uh, just click on the event portion there, and that'll come up. Uh, it's at the Soy Medical Center, again, in Beaver Creek. It's only $50 to attend a class, uh, and then it's an additional $25 to have that more intimate setting uh, going over the actual sleep practices with Jacqueline. So uh, don't forget as well to subscribe to the podcast, uh, whether you're on Google Play or uh, iTunes. And with that, again, thank you so much for spending time with me. I am so looking forward to you um, being there and, and sharing everything with all these responders that are really coming from all throughout the country and even outside of the country, which is kind of cool to come in to lovely Beaver Creek, Ohio, uh, which is, it's cool. It's where I live. So I like it, but <laughs> it's convenient. It's convenient for me. And that's about it. Well, I'm so, looking forward to being out there with you guys. It'll be a good time. All right. Well, thank you again. And I'll see you in just a couple weeks, actually. So that's about it. Take care, Jacqueline. Thank you again. Thank you as well. Bye.